Welcome to the Gil and Brenda podcast as we share tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Listen for the action steps at the end, and now let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. We have tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship today. We actually have a special guest in the studio. Uh, we have our mascot cat, Emma, who uh, may interrupt this broadcast. We're not quite sure what she's going to do. She's been very high maintenance. Very high maintenance. She uh, scratching at the door. She's just being a real nuisance because she wants to be near I guess. Uh, I don't know. This is going to be a really good episode because um, we keep having uh, interruptions. Yeah, we've really and... battled hard for this one because we really had to trust each other to get through it. Because the series we've been talking about is Hide and Seek, Identity, Connection, Trust, and Vulnerability, and that, that common thread of belief and commitment. And believe me, you, we've had to be committed to get <laughs> yeah. through this particular episode to even begin. Yeah. So if you've missed the previous episodes, uh, in Season 2, Episode 9, we talked about identity in our relationship. And Episode 10, we talked about connection. And all of these are kind of building on each other, but they're also, you know, they can be standalone if there's a title that really um, grabs your attention. And today we're going to be doing number three in the four-part series. is called Got Trust. And if not, you're screwed. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much it. Okay, I think we're done here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got Trust? Well, if not, then there's some things that have got to be done. Yeah. So why don't you going. give us the definition, Brenda, of trust? Yes, trust is the firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Like the chair I'm sitting on right now, because I believe that it can hold me up. But I also have trust in you because I believe you're going to be a woman of your word and you're trustworthy. But Thank sometimes, you. sometimes if a chair collapses like a plastic chair in the middle of summer, you know, picnic season, Ooh, that's yeah, bad. That's it, bad. It, you it, can't it, trust You know, that. it collapses. So mm -hmm. there's also these other side effects of trust being, so to say, messed up because of your family of origin you know past relationships or just life your level of trust actually can be deflated or actually crash just like that plastic picnic chair yeah and if there were trust issues in your past guaranteed it will directly impact or even shadow your current relationship so when it comes to trust it's like you've got to almost dig deep inside yourself to say where is this coming from of not trusting. So the violation of trust can lead to pain and confusion. So I can right. feel, if, if I feel the violation of pain, uh, of trust, it's been, there's been an offense. There's been, um, there's something that's been uh, done that's created a, a breach in trust. And so if I feel that breach of trust, I can then begin to feel unloved and even more unso, uh, even more so unsafe to really mm -hmm. open up and be vulnerable, open and loving and returning to you. Wow. That's, yeah, it's so easy for us to just take trust at this uh, high level of 30,000 feet. But when you really start digging down into it and understanding the roots of it in all of us, because of our life experience, it really exposes, I mean, I would never put the idea of being unloved and unsafe with trust. 
Well, it's kind of interesting also because if, if there's trust, there's usually unity. Mm-hmm. And, and when there's trust and there's unity and safety, then there's a real continuity of the relationship. It's like, you know, it's together. Well, it's even beyond marriage. I mean, think yeah. about, I'm just thinking and, of the and, people that are firefighters or EMTs that work together as a team. They really have to have a high level of trust. Right. I mean, even think about the guys who are changing out the tires on NASCAR. You know, oh, yeah. Those guys have got to be a tight team that they trust. Eat. I mean, think about the driver. <laughs> yeah. He's got well, to he's trust a... that team because as soon as he hits the gas and he peels out, if one of the tires is not completely done, it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. So tell me a little bit about feeling unloved. What would that What would that look like? Well, if I'm feeling unloved, you know, and a violation of trust is going on, typically then I'm going to try and protect myself. So I'm going to either go into, um, you know, controlling behaviors or mm-hmm. maybe even creating chaos. Because if I can't blame the other person and I've tried to shame myself, then if that's not working for me and I don't feel like I'm secure and now on top of it, I don't feel like I can trust you. Okay, now I'm going to really start working hard to control the environment so that I can get back my trust, get back my uh, you know, awareness that I'm safe. Mm-hmm. And and then it can really run into complete escape behaviors to where I create chaos and eventually then I just fly. Wow. Because the controlling thing would really be I'm fighting back. I'm trying to, you know, establish uh, a boundary. I'm trying to establish a perimeter around myself so that I don't get hurt. And when you do that, that totally breaks any connection because I don't want to be around you when you do that. Yeah. I'm, there's like this impregnable wall up and now I unfortunately become alone. I might feel a little more safer, but the very thing that I wanted in the Mm -hmm. connection and the love is now impossible. Yeah. Wow. That really makes a lot of sense. So if trust has been damaged, I guess the question is how do you repair it? And I think in in any situation, especially really when we're involved (laughs) personally with somebody, it's going to take risk. And ah, so many times I think of risk as a negative, but risk could really be a positive if you flip it on its its ear. It could be it's a chance you're going to take to hopefully get the result that you want. So it's almost like putting your little toe in the pool to check the temperature of the water to see if it's... um, if taking the risk to trust again is really going to work. So in the event in your relationship where trust has been lost, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, does that mean I just have to blindly trust whatever that person says or does? Absolutely not. No, no. you trust that's you're putting your toe in the, in the pool, but then you always verify until that trust can be restored again. Right. Right. I think one of the other things uh, also uh, from the Gottman Institute, they talk about how to rebuild trust. And it is consistent behaviors that are reliable. They might be small things. I mean, often mm. we've, you know, we've often said, hey, it's the small things that make a marriage. It's mm-hmm. the small things that can really mess it up. It can really screw it up. And the big one here is trust. So if I can take, uh, or if I can take, but if I can make trustworthy actions in my behaviors, in simple things, like mm-hmm. you ask me to do something, I do it rather than, you know, put you off or ignore you. That's going to destroy or hamper trust. That's something simple. 
you know, but if, 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 if it's something much larger and trusting you, you know, trusting me with something that's super important to you, you know, then uh, you're not going to do that immediately if you've been harmed. Right. And so it is right. those small little sinews of connection between the two of us that build that cable. And now I can trust, I can step out on that because we've taken the time to build, repair, and reinforce through those simple little actions that are trustworthy. And if you haven't been doing that, it would almost feel like you're having to over-communicate every little detail. But I think in doing that you're building the trust again in the relationship and you're doing it for the relationship, for the marriage. I may not want to over-communicate and tell you every little detail of my day, but if that's going to rebuild trust for you, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Even though I might be inconvenienced, well, if I'm the one that violated your trust, it's up to me to strengthen that again. It's irrelevant if I want to do it or not. You do what's right not only for your spouse, but for the marriage. Exactly, because if there's betrayal or affair or untrustworthiness and there's been a really big violation, then the person who was violated that was hurt in a lot of ways, not Mm -hmm. that they call the shots because, you know, there might have been some things that, that created the, you know, the riff in the first place. Right. But, you know, bad behaviors, you got to own up to them, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if there's been a betrayal. You know, and of the worst kind, maybe something emotional or even worse, you know, we've broken, as I call it, the flesh barrier and there's been a sexual affair. Those are the really big hits on any relationship and to rebuild trust. It's not impossible, Mm -hmm. but it is very painstaking. And the person who uh, is going to seek the reconciliation, if granted, there's going to be a lot of accountability that I'm going to have to step up and really say, okay, I want to fix. I want to fix this, so that means I'm going to be really exposing myself and building trust. I think one of the things here that we've talked about in the past is a thing called short accounts, and short accounts is not like micromanaging one another. Mm-hmm. Short accounts is I willingly want to keep a short account with you, so that the connection is not so far to make uh, the distance is not so far apart that we can't close the distance right and so the shorter that we can keep uh accounts between the two of us then the quicker we can connect the quicker that we feel the love and the more strength is fortifying the trust right and by doing a short account you're continuing to invest in in the marriage because you don't let things build up you know you hear it so many times oh we were just talking about one little thing and it led down this rabbit hole and Before I knew it, you know, you're bringing up stuff that happened six months ago that we never talked about. When you have short accounts and you you talk about it ahead of time, when I say short account, what does that mean? Okay, this is the definition. It just means that I've been thinking about this and I need some clarification. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this rather than, uh uh-oh, it's a short account. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Well, I think, too, you know, when you've said to me in the past that, hey, I've got a short account, not not to repeat ourselves from an earlier podcast, but it is true. When I hear short account, I still think, "Uh uh-oh, I screwed up. I did something wrong. It's not always that. Maybe there's a short account to where, hey, you actually did something right. You hit the mark. Mm -hmm. So I want to do that again. I want to circle back to what you were saying about over-communicating. Is that possible to under-communicate? All the time. 
So why would it be impossible to over-communicate? Why would it be impossible to over-communicate? Because of the A word. Oh, what's that? The A word is assumption. I assume, I told you once, you heard me, and it's going to get dense. So why do I have to say it again? Well, because we are human beings. We get distracted. We misinterpret. We add our definition to it through our lens. And so over-communication is not possible because we have to do the other word that starts with A. Uh-oh, what's that? Adjust. Oh, we have to adjust yeah. the tune. We have to adjust the tone. We have to adjust the message. You know, that's kind of like when I ask you to walk things around the table again, because what you just said was in such a language of womanese. I have no clue what you just yeah. said. So, you know, and guys, we're, we're just as responsible because we give a grunt or, you know, a, a, a facial expression. And we're thinking that we've communicated something. Well, we did. We communicated, <laughs> I don't care or it's oh, not yeah. important. So that plays a lot into over-communicating to say, was that clear? Was it kind? Was it, was it loving? Was it true? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, was it non-fattening? <laughs> or illegal. <laughs> or was it legal? Because I don't want any misconstru- anything misconstrued between the two of us because I don't want that to break down trust, especially yeah. if I'm having to rebuild it. Yeah. Because it was most likely a miscommunication or actually you did something to violate it and now you got you got to get back on your game. Right. So to overbuild. Right. So right. Where, when trust has been violated or harmed, You know, honestly, you may need to seek forgiveness. Uh, You or your spouse might be hiding some somewhere behind unforgiveness, you know, because if if they don't know, they don't know. But when I violated it, I realized that I've done something that has not been upholding trustworthiness to have that short account. Then I got to call myself out and say, hey, I, I need to I need to get this out. Or maybe I've been caught red-handed. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you know, my, my, I got caught red-handed in my hand in the cookie jar or maybe, you know, getting some extra ice cream or something like that. Well, there's a difference between admitting and confession. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I admit that I did that. Well, that means probably because you got caught. But, right. But right. if I confess, that means that there's something inside of me. There's a softness of heart that says, no, trust is valued. I don't want that to be ruptured. I don't want it to be harmed. And so I'm going to come clean here and I I think I might need your forgiveness. If it's a short account, we just caught something as a molehill. If we let it go because we're hiding, it turns into a Mm -hmm. mountain. Mm -hmm. And now we've really got a journey to contend with. So seeking forgiveness, granting forgiveness, that can be a really tough issue because we can be hiding from one another. Right. And if, if yeah. there's something really, really deep there and you know you need to get it out, it might be the point in time where you go, whoa, this is going to be a tough one. We might need some help. You know, pastor, counselor, mentor, you know, small group, something like that. You know, a trusted friend who can really get you through it, you know, because you want the relationship to be mended and strong in this issue of trust. Because if we ain't got trust, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the and I think the relationship is stunted. It can't really grow to the depth that maybe you really wish it could because you might be the one in the way. Yeah, you're getting in your own way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting in your own way by, by, by not being trustworthy. So yeah. Brenda, what are some so, of the other outcomes here of trust? Two outcomes of trustworthiness are vulnerability and intimacy. And we're going to do on our next podcast, we're going to talk more in depth about vulnerability, which I know a lot of people go, Ugh, I don't want to have to be vulnerable, but <laughs> you'll, you'll want to after you hear our podcast, but um, the intimacy part that we get in our relationship when we can trust each other, I mean, man, that just puts it at a whole different level. When couples can trust each other, mm-hmm. um, it just well, I think when there's drives a, it deeper. Yeah, well, not only that, but when there's a high level of trust in the relationship, you know, uh, choices can be made that become beneficial to both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, because I trust you, you have your you have my best interest at, at, at heart, which, you know, I trust your goodwill. I trust because now I feel respected. Um, and so in your case, you know, those things might feel like now not only that, but you're priceless and treasured and, and, and known and full of worth because I'm placing my trust in you. Even to the yeah. place of feeling this might sound kind of corny, but that we really begin to celebrate our relationship mm-hmm. because we yeah. have high trust there's something to celebrate. We've well, worked really hard at that. And because there's nothing in between us. Okay, I think we mentioned this on one of the podcasts previously that when there's bad juju between us, that just for me affects my whole day. It just puts a whole different lens on how I see things. But I know if we're in a good place and we're, you know, do we're trusted of each other and and intimate with each other, it just, um, like I said, I feel like I could conquer the world with that. Well, it, it, it encourages the soul. It encourages mm-hmm. the the rhythm and the vibe between us because now there's a deeper connection. And, and in a way, if there's something that kind of maybe is a little off-putting, I can regulate my emotions because I know that trust is core. It, it's got a good foundation and that I'm actually wanted and valued. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's based in trust, which then builds unity, which builds safety. And then, like I say, that's when the dancing begins. And that's when, when you can lay that found out foundation when you're in a good place in your relationship, when the hard times come, because you know they will, you'll already have that foundation of a deep connection and deep trust with each other. And you won't, when the hard times come, You'll be together on the same team behind your wall to protect yourself and not be become the enemy of each other. Oh yeah, because you've invested wisely in um, in your relationship. Trust being a cornerstone. Oh, for it's sure. it's one of the founding pillars of of the relationship. So, mm-hmm. trust. You know, kind of a, another closing point here as we begin to you know land the plane. Uh, trust, or what I refer to as retrust is a consistent behavior. It's actions rooted in love and connection. Let me say that again. Trust. When you say retrust, that's when like a trust has been violated and it's being built again. I'm going to retrust you. Right. Yeah. And and, and being that I'm going to retrust you, I'm going to count that on your consistent behaviors Mm -hmm. and that I realize and I believe that those are actions that you're taking rooted in love and your desire of connection with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to help me have retrust. You know, I had it once and then something kind of went wonky and that kind of discombobulated things. And so now let's fix it back to the consistent behavior that I know that's rooted 
in the love and the connection. Yeah, that consistency, if trust has been violated, that consistency is... Paramount. Is, yeah, boy, you've got It's absolutely paramount. To. you got to do it. And the person that is having to build that retrust may come up with a feeling of, why do I have to keep doing this? Isn't my word enough? I mean, those are those are thoughts and, and conversations that don't repave and make the road to trust smooth again. They're potholes. So as hard as it may be, if you've been the one that's violated your spouse's trust, it's your responsibility, however long it takes. Right. Because in a it. way to rebuild trust and to have retrust, like you said, is, is kind of a, like paving. It's like repaving the road between the two of us. And mm-hmm. so the first the first level of that is, is this sincere? Do I really believe that you're sincere? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then then it's like, will it will it uh, be stable? Can I count on it? Mm-hmm. You know, so not only is it is it is it sincere, but can I can I really believe that this is stable? And then finally, will it endure? You know, and at that point in time, if there's been sincerity and and stability and endurance and, and you know, that period of time might take weeks, it might take months, it might take a year or so. But when those things are completed and are consistent, your emotions for one another will actually come back online and probably accelerate above and beyond what they were before because you worked through the hard stuff. Yeah, isn't that true? So many times we've heard couples that are, you know, really in a tough spot and they are really adamant about working through something. By the time they get through it, it could take years. Their relationship is not going to look anything like it did before. It's going to be better because you've been intentional in building this trust, building the sinews, being consistent, you know, with each other and, and being able to be, feel comfortable to be known and celebrated. And sometimes we don't put that intentionality in our relationship when things are going okay, we're just getting by. Right. Because when violation of trust happens, and let's just be honest, it's not if, it's when. Mm-hmm. Because there are there are little things and there are big things. There are big, there are little offenses and there are little you know large offenses. Sometimes they're real and sometimes they're perceived and there's really nothing at all. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of flick it off your shoulder. It really was nothing. Mm-hmm. However, when there's a real offense and we have had our trust violated, I really want to reach out to somebody that's listening to this today, and I really want to encourage you: don't waste your pain. If you've been hurt, well, then yes, do the right thing. Use smart trust. Kind of, you know, understand that this is going to be difficult. But it's like Brenda and I were saying here, when you get to the other side of it, your pain might actually be teaching you something. And your pain of what you're going through may actually be disposing of something in the relationship that was getting in the way. And, you know, let's let's face it difficulties will actually put the heat on the relationship Mm -hmm. and it's painful. But if I trust and I believe that we will get through this, remember that common thread of this whole thing is, is that I believe and therefore I'm committed. You know, I think that's, that's so, that's so incredibly important because if I really believe that we can rebuild trust, it'll happen. Yeah, and you, by keeping the lines of communication open with short accounts, uh, to even be able to say the days that you're struggling, I'm really having trouble trusting right now. 
and for your spouse to not be defensive, but it's like, okay, what can we do to get it back to where it needs to be? To have connection, yeah. which which is kind of setting up our next session we're going to get into about vulnerability because vulnerability is the thing we resist. It's what we're going to avoid it at all costs, like, you know, something that's going to you know blow up in our mm-hmm. face because it can. But it is the very glue that we need to help trust build. So in a lot of ways, well said. That, that's and it kind of set that up as we head into the next uh, episode. But so let's kind of get back to uh, our closing comments here. Well, so we go into action steps yeah. because we don't want to, you know, give you all this information and have you not do anything with it. Right. Right. <laughs> I wish we could. We, whenever we meet with couples, we always leave them with homework. And so this is your homework. But. I don't know how we can hold them accountable to doing it. I, you know, I don't know. I'll think of that. <laughs> Action step one, talking about trust. How can you create a high trust environment in your relationship? How can you create or build a high trust environment in your relationship? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself that question. Good conversation to have. Not with only with yourself. Your, with yourself, but with your spouse. Yeah, yeah. Because what you might feel is you need trust in, I don't, and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. Then the next one is ask what you want without demanding. Request, you know, because when you've asked yourself, this is what I need to build or create a high trust environment, then if you know that within yourself and that's a desire, then have the courage to ask for it. You know, be assertive, but be humble. Don't demand. Mm -hmm. But you need to be clear. This is what I need. To create more safety, more trust, so that we can be more unified. And it's a two-way street. You need to hear that from both you guys. Yeah. And the last action step is if trust has been violated, have a conversation about the roots of that violation. So it doesn't excuse the violation, but is the past affecting the present? Gently ask why they don't feel safe. And at that point, you want to put on the glasses of curiosity as you ask questions. You don't want to be judgmental. You don't want to blame or defense. You want to just listen because now you're going, what Gil always says is is the sacred ground. And that's where somebody's sharing their heart and their feelings about something. You don't want to shut it down, especially ladies. We are famous for doing that. We want to cut our husbands off and not let them there's no safe place for them to share. So I guess on this for sure, ladies, I want you to be gentle with your husband's heart. You know, th- that was an action step, but it created a question for me. So I'm really sorry to, to do this to you. You said something interesting to the women that we cut our husbands off because we don't want to hear it. What, what do you mean? I mean, because the guy has done something. He's He's trying to you know, maybe it's because you've done something that violated the trust or whatever. And then we begin to say, here's what I need. And then you cut it off. You you don't allow yeah, us to easy. speak up. Yeah. And it's easy for, and I guys could do this too, but in, in, in a way of protecting ourselves, we can say things like, well, you shouldn't feel that way, or I can't do that. Or, well, that's a stupid request. Or, um, I know your mom didn't love you, but I love you now. I mean, it's almost like making excuses for them rather than just listening. And if you have not sure what to say, you can say stuff like, wow, that must have been really hard. Or, wow, help me understand that. I That's beyond what I can help me understand. Or, 
tell me more. Tell me more about that. Yeah, because the the grounds of what you're talking about, because anger can come around. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is an evidence that there's a hurt. And that hurt basically is because maybe I or you got missed. And so now I'm I'm trying to get out of 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 the situation so that I can rebuild trust, but I my anger, my emotions are actually in the way. And like you said, you shouldn't feel that way. Well, don't tell me what I should and shouldn't feel. Yeah, those are your feelings. Those are my feelings yeah. and to make room for them. All of this little banter here at the very end, I'm sorry to do this to you, Brenda, but (laughs) if you're in a place to where you can't do this, this is the perfect place to pick up the phone and find a good counselor in your region or your town or get a hold of us to, you know, coach you through a situation. But this is maybe where you need a professional third party or a coach or a mentor to get you through. Because it's not worth wasting the pain. There is a deep, deep lesson for you to learn here and actually grow stronger, not more disconnected, less loving, and put up walls. Yeah. Because that's not the conclusion any of us want. So I, I guess I just kind of leave that with you as a final step, that if you're really stuck, then you need to reach out. Don't let this go on for any longer uh, get get busy about yeah. repairing it, and if you need some help, no no harm, no foul, no shame. It's actually the best thing you can do for your life. Absolutely. Because if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing. Okay, we'll see you next Think time. You're good. All we'll right. see you next time. Take On care. On with the show. Hey, glad you joined us today. Want to connect with us? Find us at gillandbrenda.com and the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today. And thank you to our producer and engineer, Corby Stevens.